Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Keller Hodges. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, before we get too far into this episode, as I'm sure a lot of you guys have noticed, this is pretty late. Um, I recorded this once already. Um, I recorded it as this is uploading two days ago. But the audio completely corrupted, and because I am full-time student teaching now, uh, look, I just haven't had as much time as I wanted, I'll be frank with you. Um, I thought about recording it on the road, while because there's a way to record on my phone, and while I think I could have done fine, I feel like the audio would have been fine, and I could have focused on the road while doing that, because the, just to kind of give you an insight... I record these episodes several times while driving, not actually recording, but I run through these episodes a few times just to kind of get my thoughts out. There's certain ways I want to say things, and while I don't always nail it, um, that's kind of the insight into that. And so I could have had my streamline of thoughts, figure out how I want to do things, edit it when I got home. But frankly, I was tired after the game. <laughs> uh, shocker, I know. Um, but yeah, so that's why I was a little bit late. Um, I really apologize for that. Um, yeah, so there is, I mean, I just, before, like I said, we get too, too far into it. Uh, I have to thank my patrons. Thank you for everybody who's supported me. I'm genuinely overwhelmed every time I get the notification. Um, so we got Dury, we got Matt, we got Paul, we got Trent, we got Ray, we got Dylan, we got Matt, the other one, we got Zach, we got Harry, we got Sandy, we got Clay. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, if you wonder what patrons get, they get full access to my Google Drive so they can download all the goals I record and all of any live streams I do and also post-match stuff. They get access to those, uh, videos, um, but yeah, uh, I don't go up to eight or $10, but I want to thank them for going above and beyond. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet, but thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Anyway, that's not really what you guys are here for. Um, well, I think I, yeah, I did say at the very top. I've already recorded this episode, so this episode might actually go by faster than normal because I've already said everything I wanted to say in the way that I wanted to say it. And eventually you end up finding shorter ways to say the things that you wanted to say. But listen, Legion finally go out there to Memphis and get all three points. Uh, it's something that I wasn't sure was going to happen. Now, strangely enough, I have more faith that we would beat Memphis than Detroit City just because Legion have proved to not really be able to properly break down a great defense. It's also Memphis. We've struggled to go there. I mean, last year we blew a two-goal lead within the 90th minute plus. It happens. Memphis has been our boogeyman. And this team came out with a different intensity. This team came out with a different chip on the shoulder. I mean, I feel like I've talked about this before. The way this team comes out when they are picked against, when they are not supposed to win... It's amazing, and I wish I could just say, well, just come out there with that kind of intensity all the time. You know, we all know that's not really possible. That's not really human nature. Um, you can create chips on your shoulder, but 
the real ones are the real ones, you know, when people actually pick against you, when people say you can't do it, when you haven't been able to do it, that's when that motivation comes in. And I had a few people ask me, like, what was different this time with how he scored four goals um, when the only time we've been able to score that much is against the MLS two teams. And frankly, the difference was there wasn't one. Uh, obviously, Memphis gets two goals. Uh, the second goal, I I don't know if he's on or off. The camera angle is not great. But if it's that close, I have to just defer to what the ref saw on the field. Um, I can understand why they didn't call it. I would also understand if they did. Um, so whatever the first goal for Memphis, the one where they took the lead at the very beginning, it was just a little counterattack goal. And it looked like there might've been a miscommunication between Alex and Fanwell. I really can't tell. Um, obviously I wasn't down there. Uh, people will obviously say, well, Alex just whiffed and that's what happened. But you know, it looked like he had it, and then something happened. Maybe somebody called him off. Maybe he heard something. Maybe he just thought somebody else was going for it. I don't know. Um, just a clear defensive breakdown, which, frankly, we haven't seen that much of this year. The biggest ones that I've seen out of the defense is whenever they're reacting to something with the offense, and then that doesn't happen, and they're caught out of position. That time, this this just didn't happen. It was just a miscommunication, It you know. It is what it is. We also had Anderson Asiadu, the winger. And I was very intrigued by the winger Anderson Asiadu. It was definitely something that we have never seen out of him starting-wise. Now, we've seen him go out wide before. Um, we've seen a couple matches where he goes out wide and just kind of plays out there. But... What they did with this game plan was very intriguing. They were brutally targeting Segrist out on the defensive left or attacking right side. It was brutal how hard they were going after him. Memphis' coach, um, I don't think it ever made it onto the broadcast, obviously, but Memphis' coach told him to, quote-unquote, wake the F up. Um... (laughs) You know, this was in the 15th minute, and they just kept going after him and after him and after him. Marlon and Johnny were just relentless. Bruno and Enzo were over there, too. The thing is, though, whenever you'd want to overload a right side, which we've seen us do, sometimes we're a lot more blatant with it. For example, against the Miami FC and Las Vegas Lights, we were putting every single one of our players out on that right side during goal kicks. We didn't do that this time. But it's also because MVO didn't have that many goal kicks in the first half. I mean, it was all legion. It was pretty impressive. I mean... In the first half, there was six shots for 901. Two of them were pretty decent chances. Most of them were not. So, I mean, all these just kind of came from nothing um, or really just were nothing. And I don't know. Um, To me, what we saw out of Legion was... Anderson Asiadu fell back to this defensive midfield shape. 
that we've seen a lot, uh, this two midfield, like four, two, three, one kind of shape with Anderson playing defensive mid. And as we would transition into offense, and it was a fast transition, very quick, Anderson would go extremely wide, basically on the touchline on the left side. The reason here is because Memphis knew we were going down the right side. Everybody in the stadium knew we were going down the right side. And when players start to hedge the right side, that would leave Anderson about 15 yards of open space just to work with. And we could switch it, or we could give it to him really fast, let him take advantage of those 15 yards, and he would lay it off to somebody else, and Legion would get that attack. It was really, really smart. They didn't have to do that often. They did not do that often at all. But still, I mean, Legion took nine shots, five of them on target. Obviously, we wanted to put a few more in the back of the net instead of two uh, set pieces, one being a penalty and one being a corner, which what a corner by Bruno and Alex, by the way. Um, it kind of is what it is, you know? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I know that's kind of one of those like, okay, whatever, Kaylor, we good. It is what it is. You always say that. But Legion took their chances. They put Memphis under a ton of pressure all afternoon and most of these were really good chances Alex I mean there were some real weird ones I think like Marlon took one that was way outside that barely missed that was on the right side of the box there were two others on the outside of the box um I think Mikey took a shot that wasn't great um he took another one that was a little bit closer but both of them outside the box other than that Legion took it four shots from the top of the box inside the box that were really good chances and forced some saves out of Muse and it was a really fun game to watch this was a really intense match um I did see some a little bit of hate weirdly enough towards Wanagigadello I do think that Juan has been really really good ever since we moved to the system where he doesn't have to be the sole um, you know, I guess presser. When he can allow other people to press, he can take advantage of open spots when the ball, hold up the ball, and then make a run. Either go for a header or just get the ball at his feet. That's his role. And I really enjoyed seeing it. We also saw, like I said, Alex Cronaldo get his head on one finally, finally getting on the score sheet uh, this season. Uh, Marlon's goal... Um, forced a mistake. He's done this many times. His ability to press the ball is incredible. And he forced yet another mistake on that press, which shows how good this press can be, which is why it always confuses me when we don't do it. But we finally started doing it. And then we get, I mean, Marlon finally gets another goal, which, yeah, say what you want. He took his chance and he got it. You could say, well, he should never miss that kind of chance. I agree. But even still, he took it and he put it away nice and cleanly. It's awesome to see. And then Enzo Martinez with one of the awesome moments of the night, which was scoring his goal and then immediately running over to his daughter, who it was her birthday. Absolutely adorable. Um, one of my favorite parts of that whole interaction is Anderson going to jump over the boards and absolutely eating it. <laughs> 
<laughs> night, man. It was so... <laughs> I didn't even notice in real time. And I watched the video that I took of it back. And Anderson completely bombs over. <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard. I... <laughs> It's incredible. If please just go back and watch it. <laughs> just just go back and watch that goal. It is brilliant. I loved it. I <laughs> man. Um yeah, this is a real this was a great team win, man. And afterwards, if you haven't seen the article, um I highly recommend watching the video I posted in there with Matt Van Okel. Uh I, I really recommend that. It's so good. Um, with this win, listen, we're Legion are kind of in a sneaky good spot. We're three points ahead of Pittsburgh, and they have a game in hand. But what that means is that they win that game in hand and Legion go point for point with Pitt and then beat them at home. Where we have home playoffs. Legion have a chance to do this. Legion also are within one point of Tampa Bay, who we play very, very soon. Listen, Legion have a good opportunity, an amazing opportunity right now to secure home playoffs. I said after Detroit City that Legion's chances of home playoffs might be coming to an end. We might be seeing that fade away. But, hey... You never know. And maybe I wrote it off too soon. But also, I didn't expect Pitt to lose to Baby Bulls, to Red Bulls to not lose, but they lost points. They drew 2-2 after being up 2-0. It's absolutely one of those things that Legion got off a little bit lucky, but you also create your own luck. Sometimes, sometimes you get one of these wins against, against 901, and Pitt loses to Baby Bulls. That said, I mean, the Detroit City loss still hurts a lot. I mean, we could be sitting at 50, what is that? Yeah, 50 points right now, sitting in third place. We could almost certainly secure playoffs from there. That's something that hurts a lot. But we have to move on from that at this point, and I know probably the team is tired of hearing me talk about it. I don't know. This is a really interesting time um, going forward now because Legion have, like, I mean, we have a fair, I mean, we still have a hard schedule. Don't get me wrong. But we play Baby Bulls. We play the Miami FC who just can't seem to put it together, which now that I say that, they probably will put it together. We play Indy 11 who are just bad. And then we have Pittsburgh at home. If we can get, what is that, 12 points from those three matches, Legion are in a really good spot going into Tampa Bay. You know, after that, we do have to play San Antonio, who are still the class of the USL, even though Loose City might have overtaken them. But they're still the class of the West. Can Legion continue to be West killers? Maybe. Maybe, which bodes well for playoffs if we can make it to a cup final. I don't know. But really, Legion have 
the Miami FC have amazing talent. They do. They also have guys like Ben Afemu, who's been around this Legion uh, team before, Bolo Akinyode, uh, Kyle Murphy's incredible. But really, Legion are circling two matches right now, really circling two matches, and that is Pittsburgh and that is Tampa Bay. If they can get, if they can somehow walk away with six points from those matches, guys, I mean, we're in a really good position. From here on out, though, and I've been saying this before, every single match needs to be a home playoff match. And this is for the boys. This is for, you know, Legion, uh, the players. Hey, every match is a home playoff match. We can't afford to drop any more points. We're done. It's over. But for fans, get to matches, man. I understand that schedule's hard. The schedule is hard. I get it. But if you can't go, give somebody your tickets. I don't care who. Just make sure they get to the game. It's going to be an incredible end of the season. This team is looking good. And frankly, there's not many teams with the offense that we have to play now like Memphis. Memphis, I mean, beat Pittsburgh 2-0. And I know, uh, was that? Is that the transitive property? Is that math? Math is hard. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, obviously it doesn't work like that. Legion aren't just going to batter um, Pittsburgh now 4-0. But that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Look, we're still obviously beating Loyal at home 1-0 was a nice statement win. Beating Memphis at home 1-0 is a nice statement win. Our next one has to be Pitt. Just plain and simple. That has to be our statement win. We need to beat Pitt at home. But listen, let's go ahead and ride this high of Memphis. Going on after the match, we had players coming in and celebrating like crazy. Like I said, you need to look at the Matt Van Oakle clip. It's incredible. Uh, Bruno Lapa immediately celebrates and is grabbing the crest, you know, celebrating with our with Birmingham on his chest. That's a man who loves Birmingham. That just cannot be understated, man. We have players that love Birmingham. Like Mikey Lopez. This was his hundredth game. His hundredth game for the team, he gets to beat Memphis at home for the first time in his career. First time in club history. We have two number 100s. We have two Mr. 100s on this team. That's incredible. I don't think people understand just how incredible that is. It's not normal to have 100 appearances for a club or 100 starts for a club. That's not normal. Legion are on track to have several of these kind of guys if you know they stick around next year. Having this many year one guys is amazing and we have it and for us to go out and get a 4-2 win uh to steal from talking baseball which if any of you guys are baseball fans and like podcasts talking baseball is a good one um we had a little fortitude to make it four to two and we did we held on until the very end and it was amazing look I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing. I will say, I don't know how this schedule is going to be for uploading the podcasts and articles right now. I'm in the middle of student teaching, like I've said before. And with student teaching, I have so many of these little assignments that are due for the College of Education to get certified in the state called EdCPA. 
And so whenever I'm not at school um, teaching, I am at home doing work. Uh, lots of schoolwork, lots of lesson plans, lots of certification stuff. It's a drag. It's an absolute drag. Um, it kind of is what it is. Um, so I know I said this before, things might slow down. They might slow down initially as I'm figuring out how to do this, if that makes sense. I'm still trying to figure out how to schedule my life right now. <laughs> you know, um, but once I get that figured out, you know, things will be back to normal. This is the business part of the year. This is the beginning of the school year for me. This is when everything's busiest at the classroom, and this is when everything's busiest for Legion. So I want to try to keep up with everything. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Um, I had a blast at this Memphis match. When I went down there, it was incredible. There was a nice contingency of Legion fans, and we were buzzing all night. It was incredible. The boys were buzzing. I I hope that we do not drop the ball on an emotional letdown against Red Bulls. I'm sure Coach Sone and Kano and Eric are all out there coaching about trap games and all that kind of stuff. Um Obviously, there won't be the same kind of emotions going into this match, but I hope there's something. Uh, let's let's smash them. Let's let's get another six goal against the MLS two teams. Um, us fighting the soccer wars will be awesome. Um, if we can just keep beating two teams six nil or six one, that's that's kind of sick. <laughs> you know, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Thank you for being patient. This was supposed to come out two days ago, and it it just didn't happen. Sorry about that. But thank you all once again, and until next time, guys, keep hammering on.